All right, and we're back. We're, we're not going to do the theme song. We already did that a minute ago. Uh, hey, folks, we're back. We are back. We are live uh, here at Big D After Dark. Sorry about the technical issues that we just had. I think the sound is better. We don't have the echo, so we're going to go with this live stream, and hopefully you can find us and rejoin um, as we get going again, uh, thanks for thanks for being here tonight. Welcome to Big D After Dark, the live stream soccer show slash podcast where we break down FC Dallas action and news results. As well as we're going to get a little bit into the United States men's uh, national team victory in the Gold Cup. We'll touch upon that because there was a lot of uh, FC Dallas links in that game. And we'll talk a little bit about North Texas soccer. We'll talk about some of our hopes for the coming month of play. So thanks for joining us. Um, let us know if you're having any issues in the live stream chat. If you have any questions, uh, we, we'd love to have you join us as we get going here. Welcome to Big D After Dark. And as usual, joining me uh, uh, there, um, and I've, I've got to run, but there on the end is Jose at El Chico Carmona and Hello. in the middle... He uh, he said he can't turn on the camera uh, for for reasons that are national secret, top secret reasons. So I put the little um, Chuck Norris uh, um, <laughs> rotating snippet thing there, so you we can at least imagine that's what he looks like. And that's Bird Turgler at Bird Turgler Ben and Jose. Thanks for for being on here tonight. Let's get right into it. FC Dallas goes into Sporting Kansas City and wins two to one. Let's talk about this sweet, sweet result. Can we? Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Sure, sure. I mean, what's? I mean, it's something that we needed. You know, the the fan base that is in general. We've been. I know we've been SKC what six six out of the last seven games. I might be wrong, but. Still, the, the way this game has played, the way this team has played on the road, I mean, we were just hopeful to come out of there with a point, you know, hope, hoping that the kids would find a way to, to scrape out a point. And uh, no, I mean, they, they they basically picked up right where they left off in, in Frisco, really. In, in all honesty, it, to me, it seemed like a continuation of that match. And I think that's what we've all been waiting for. We've all been saying, well, how come you can't play that way on the road? And I think it helped that Paxton, you know, had that beautiful shot three, what, three minutes into the, into the match. I mean, that kind of, that's, if you're talking about a pick-me-up, a, a, a instant boost of confidence, that, that was it. I mean, I think, I think they played with, like, they were at home the rest of the match. You know, I think the only, the only time we were all worried was down the stretch when, when SKC was throwing everything at them, but. You know, they persevered. Lucci got the uh, subs right. Love it. I think I think that Wilman Doom that has been surrounding pretty much most of the fans in the season, I think that lifted a little. There's there's you know a little ray of hope just snuck yes. through. And, yes. And I'm hoping that there's more of that. Yes, Ben. What are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like the Lucci out thing quieted down uh, somewhat. Maybe the uh, fun drive for the Hunts Out airplane banner um, <laughs> slowed down a little bit. Um, I mean, it, 
I, I, I hate Kansas City. I hate Spork. Hate Vermees. Um, I wish them nothing but failure. And, and so to beat them, for me as a fan, is, is great. It's, it's, it's like probably like one of the like the best, you know, five teams that that I would enjoy uh, FC Dallas beating in the league. Like <laughs> on a, on a really like nasty personal level, you know. I mean, of course, you got Seattle up there. I would say, um, you know, I think I think I think I'm already starting to get a little bit of a feeling like that for. Austin, you know, uh, of course, Bruce Arena. Um, that was a great win against uh, New England, but, you know, just continuing the streak against Vermees and Kansas City where they're unbeaten in six against them but, is know, just Bruce, incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> Bruce didn't win. I mean, uh, what's, I think what's so satisfying about beating SKC is that the whining permeates everyone and everything from the, the the manager to the fans to the players to the people covering uh sporting kansas city to even the their 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 play-by-play guys i mean i don't think i've any ever heard i don't think i know of another team where the whining is like full blast yeah. i mean everybody i mean yeah, on field, off field. Yeah, in in their in their in their social media. I mean, my God, they take the hell, man. I know they, they, they sure. Yeah, they sure. The fans sure whined on Twitter, and of course, I saw, even and even wrote articles with with their hot takes, oh, yeah. which were pretty bad, and and then complained about FC Dallas fans being bad. When it's like, come on, come on, y'all, like. I and I noticed too, like they had the big banner for Roger Espinosa, and, and credit to him. I mean, Sporting Kansas City has a talented lineup. I mean, I think uh, mm-hmm. Lucci talks highly uh, talk, in the post game. Uh, talked highly of uh, when I asked him about what it's like to coach just just down the stretch there from Vermees, you know, and, and all of Vermees intensity. Uh, Lucci was really really kind, and it just said he. Uh, you know, was, was was always looking to learn something from Coach Vermes, that he has a well-oiled machine there. He puts together a talented squad, a competitive squad every year. And Roger Espinosa had a lot of love. But, boy, Roger Espinosa right away, uh, right early in the match, locked into, uh, you know, even his own whining, his own getting into the ref's ear. And I'm, you have to do that, I guess, to a degree. But, um, uh yeah, it's t- it's I don't, it's so weird for the, the team to complain about other other p- opponents bringing in different tactics. Like, come on, y'all, look in the mirror, look in the mirror. <laughs> I know. I, I think I think a lot of the stuff that Sporting Kansas City accuses FC Dallas of doing is tactics they employ themselves. So, so I think they're just you know looking at themselves in the mirror in some of those tactics and not liking somebody else employing them on them like you know like like they're the only ones allowed to use them yeah, yeah. so but you know it's exciting you know what's really exciting and and it's on multiple fronts you know Tafari continues to shine in the back line uh and you had you had uh Kuomasi made a a, a 
a long overdue debut at right back. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been here here for a long time that Tomasi was supposed to be the guy that was being groomed to be our starting uh, right back, not Njoma. But, I mean, he looked solid. He wasn't perfect, but he looked good. And um, the surreal Facundo pairing was excellent. Um, was it me or was surreal up higher? I thought, you know, I, I thought I thought it was going to be like a double. Wasn't playing the end, but surreal was playing more like an eight, mm-hmm. which is I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. But I mean, he did good, you know. And of course, the the our attack. I mean, wow, you know, <laughs> no recarted, but no drop off. I mean, you had you had Paxton, Jesus, Pepe, and Shun. Before those guys were just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I thoroughly enjoyed Shun just terrorizing Susie the whole, the whole match. It was mm-hmm. great. And and again, I said it last week. When opponents can't key on just one attacker, they have. That's it, right. They, you get those one-on-one opportunities, and that's where you see these these guys excel. You get you gave uh, Axing a little window, boom, he punishes you. You gave Isus a little window, boom, he punishes you. You lead Susie out one-on-one with Shun, Shun blows by him. It was just something that I said it in, in previous in previous podcast. To me, it's felt like the whole first half of the season has been just. One big giant preseason, and, and and Lucci has been basically trying to find a starter for each spot that fits, and and failing miserably at times. He's been trying to figure out his bench at the same time, and it looks like he's finally got it. You know, like like he's finally got the pieces where he wants them. He's trying to figure out who to use when, and, and or right. or he's at least closer to it. And the team is looking like well well oiled machine for for such a young team. You gotta love it. This is this is what was advertised at the end of the season. I'm glad to find we started finally seeing it. It's exciting. Paxton and Jesus both, as you mentioned, got off the mark, got their first goals of the season. And for Paxton especially, uh, it's been a long wait for him coming off of injury as the team has sort of taken it slow, deservedly. Uh, because we could see the difference he's made in the past few weeks. He is a difference maker on the pitch for this team. And Jesus started the, was going to start the year maybe the hottest player on the squad, but had that injury that kind of uh, you know messed things up. But hey, it was great for him to get on the score sheet as well. I, I and I think it's what you're asking, Jose and, and Ben. I'd like to hear from you too. Kind of like you know. Is this good news for FC Dallas's attack over the course of this busy month ahead? Well, you know, obviously the the health issue coming into the season was kind of kind of a big deal. Um, you know, uh, I don't know whether they would have instantly kind of morphed into the system because of you know the amount of money being paid to a certain player, but, um, you know, certainly at this point it looks, uh, pretty ideal. Um, it's also a very young attacking front four. Um, so hypothetically, at least, you know, the grind of the, you know, 
six games this month. Uh, again, um, won't be something that you know the young legs won't be able to handle. Um, I mean, especially since most of them really actually haven't played that much this year, uh, aside from Pepe. So, um, yeah, I mean, this month could be really, really good. Um, you know, with the obvious caveat that, you know, <laughs> running a har out to start a couple of games could really ruin all that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that the lesson has been learned now and, you know, we move on and, you know, Hara can come off the bench. Hara actually looks OK coming off the bench. Um, so, yeah, keep keep rolling with that until the wheels fall off. Oh, whoa, whoa. Did Ben just say something positive about Hara? I was like. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh my god! I know. I, I'm, I'm just I, I want to tell you something. Um, so, keeping in mind that that Shun and Facundo have looked have looked so good recently. I mean, let's face it; we all had our complaints, but let's face it: in the last two games, both of those guys have suddenly began to show us why they were brought in. Everyone complains about. Oh, Dallas is horrible at, at finding, you know, talent and this and that, foreign talent. But these two guys haven't been with the team very much. But in this last two matches, they look like they've been here all along. Their passing has been phenomenal. I mean, Shun was in a high in the in a, uh, I think that he was about mid eighties, and and his Bakuna was in the high eighties. And that's wow. what you want, these guys. I mean, and and mind you, what's great about that is. Who was the rest of the attack? Surreal, Pepe, Paxton, Jesus, all academy kids, all all kids that have been playing together long before this, the, you know, them be, starting for FC Dallas. So, so you could see that you could see the 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 old academy pre flowing attack. The 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 knowledge of 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 knowing how. You play together, like knowing what you're capable of. That if I hit a ball like this, Pepe can get there, you know, or you know that those kinds of things. Uh, that these guys yeah. have, have, I mean, they have way more minutes playing together as amateurs than professionals, and that carries over. I mean, the confidence. You know, Paxton knows what kind of run Pepe's going to make. He, he knows where Serio is. He knows, you know, he knows he can, and it's not just that he knows. They have the confidence from having done it over and over again. There's no doubt, you know, and, and you see it. You see how suddenly a very lethargic, you know, our midfield looked lethargic and earlier in the season and, and, you know, just a disappointment. And now you're starting to see those quick passes, those quick, meaningful possessions where where basically you're like, oh, yeah, yeah there's there's a goal coming, you know, which, which we haven't said too often this season, but in the last two games, you see it now. You see, you see where Dallas is passing with purpose. You know they're present with purpose, and they just seem to be on the same page. And and I I, I want to say that the fact that you're playing all these academy kids together, and then you've got the other attack guys doing what they're counted on to do. I mean, it's exciting. Well, let's ship. We, we talked about the. Um... You know the front four, and it's looking like Lucci has his front four. It's exciting, and and we don't know the ceiling of those four yet. Um, but what about the back line? Good news to see Matt Hedges back uh, in, with some minutes after his long injury absence. 
Uh, no sign of Jose Martinez yet, but I think he's coming back. Now he's off the injury report. But yeah, you mentioned Tomasi earlier. What a performance. What a gutsy physical performance from the guy. Uh, I asked Lucci about him. Are we going to see him more in that position? And Lucci didn't say much. Lucci sort of dodged that question because I do think if Che gets, it seems like if Che gets healthy, um, Che probably is going to slot back in. But Tomasi really impressed me. For the, he he battled hard, and Tafari, uh, what a growth we have seen from this young s- center back. His passing. Uh, he probably outshined Bre- Bresson in this one. Absolutely. Um, so, so what's our ideal back line going to look like? I, I think now that that's a question that we're going to have to to kind of figure out. I and mean, we, we're pretty sure Hedges is part of that, right? And the question is, can you, if Hedges is healthy next week, and 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 Martinez is healthy, are you going to bench Tafari? You know, that's what everyone's wondering because Safari has looked like he's coming to his own. He's he's looks like the heir apparent to Hedges, really. And, and I think that's what's exciting. Uh, on Tomasi, I think we can all agree that nobody expects uh, Che to be here past, you know, once the season's over. He's too good to remain in, in Dallas. And this is where seeing Tomasi go in there and perform now all the weight isn't on, on Minjoma to, to, to be the guy, you know. Now, now you've got seeing Tafari and Tomasi shine. Let's face it, you've got to find players that are, that, that are going to be MLS veterans for years to come, and those guys look like players that are going to be with the team for years to come, and, and, and you need to find those. If you're going to be selling players left and right, you need to have players like, like Hollingshead, I one of the best left backs in the league who we all know will never get called into the U.S. men's national team. But you can count him. You know, you can count him over at left back. You need players like that. Hedges, who has been one of the best center backs in the league for years. You need to find those players if you're going to be a selling team. And that's what's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what do you think? What does the, the, the ideal back line look, for you, look like for you? Going down the stretch for FC. Well, that's going to be that's going to be be tough. Um, mainly because it was kind of hard to gauge uh, Martinez coming into the year and and Hedges too, since I mean, like he he had a knock most of the year too. So you know, I mean, if they're both healthy and really back and good, I mean, I think. I mean, like, I think they have to end up slotting back in. Um, but, you know, Burge is playing great right now. I mean, like 16, was it 16 clearances on Saturday? 16. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and it, 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 it it's it's good because, you know, he's – He's got wheels. He's a ridiculously good athlete, totally jacked, um, and his play has just really come along in the last month. So, you know, I mean, time to put Matt Hedges out the pasture? I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, oh, no, let's, let's go there. But you know what? I think Lucci has to feel better about his rotation now. You know, when those when those midweek games come, he's going to be more than happy to to start. You know, hold any combination of the four now. I think you know it's like yeah, I can start two on the weekend and 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 be fully confident that the two behind them are capable of starting. So you can start Jose and and, and Matt on the weekend and then start Brazan and Tafari in midweek and know that there's that that they can handle it because they've been handling it. I think that's what's exciting is he's gonna have a real four yeah. center back rotation once those guys are healthy and uh, I mean I think from there on you're looking at you'll be looking at the matchups and saying okay who matches up better with the opponent's attack. And I think that's what they it's a luxury that Coach, any, any coach in the yeah, and that five three two, you know that that's maybe gets a little stronger now uh, with guys who are in form and confident. Well, no, I agree with you, but I mean that's essentially what they did on 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 uh, Saturday was bringing hedges late to sort of lock things down, the extra body. But yeah, but no, that was, I, but that was because Brazan. You know, oh, but that's that, right. He that, went that, off. No, that, that right. Yeah, thanks. thanks. No, that I he mean, ate his only, shin guard, which, per, which, yeah, which was a minor social media. He found a way to outshine Tafari. <laughs> <laughs> he was a passionate, passionate dude. Now, so many passionate moments in this match, and just a lot of things to love. A lot of competitiveness. Uh, so, well, let's 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 we'll come back to FC Dallas in a minute, but let's just talk. Uh, we don't talk about it often, but. Um, hey, Gold Cup final happened this uh, uh, yesterday, last night, uh, and a, a United States men's national team that was definitely fielding at a B minus squad, B squad at best, more like B minus, even C plus. Um, B gutted out a big win against Mexico in Las Vegas, one nothing against a Mexican team that was yeah sure missing a few people, but. Far more of an A team than the the it's probably, it's probably an A minus team, but still, it was you know they were they were definitely the the favorites to win the tournament based on their lineup and and and, and I know now they're doubling back and claiming they also sent the B team. Nobody's buying that. Nobody's buying it. And enough know. to hear their pundits say like, "Oh, this game doesn't really matter. It, the Gold Cup really doesn't matter." You're like, "Come on, come on." <laughs> I mean, yeah. This was this this team was basically out to prove. I mean, its own fans wrong. I mean, the fans were basically complaining about just about everybody on that team at some point or another, you know. And it's like, and they, you know, and I think the players took that us against the world because they were even their own fans were, were you know, a pretty toxic bunch, mind you, and it had to basically make their opponents and their own fans eat their own words. And, and, and now it's like, shut up. We're champions. You know, we don't care what, what you think of us. Be grateful that the U S men's national team now has depth, which is basically what that announced that, Hey, you know, you can lean on uh, our B team for some tournaments now and not, and, and be certain that they're going to be competitive. I mean, Wow. One one zero win after one zero win after one zero win, which is amazing. And the only goal they allowed was on a penalty kick, 
and 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 they didn't allow a goal from run play throughout the whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Yeah, I mean that was amazing with you know, uh, like a very very green defense. I think I mean outside of uh, outside of Zimmerman, like nobody had more than five caps going into the tournament. Well, uh, I think Acosta is the lone exception, you know. Acosta, well, granted. Yeah, Acosta and Giassi, uh, sorry, just, <clears throat> excuse me, who both got a lot of criticism from fans throughout the tournament, and and honestly, it wasn't deserved, the criticism, because Acosta was, I mean, he was like Superman out there. You know, he, he was basically Incredible. just willing that team and, and, and amazing watching him. I mean, watching him employ the dark arts out there you know, was sensational. You know, uh, it was great. I mean, a true veteran performance from, from Acosta. I mean, as he doubt was front and center. You know, you had Acosta, you had, you had Cannon, you had Shaq Moore. I mean. Oh, and that. And that other guy that plays for Mexico. Funes <laughs> Mori, yes. So, I mean, yeah, Dallas was front and center out there. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, he's your B, your B team, and there's it's still a bunch of S. Dallas kids out there balling and, and putting on the show. You realize, you realize that the death chart at right back is basically, you know, if Des plays on, on the left side, your death chart is. Cannon, Moore, and Reynolds. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. Oh, there'd be a lot of debate on that. A lot of people are. Oh yeah, big on big, on big on yeah, Yedlin. Yeah, you know, Yedlin and stuff like that. But let's face it, those three are in the conversation, no matter you know whether you like it or not. You know, it's, it's, sure. I think Reynolds is the one of the, the one you can say, okay, Yedlin should be ahead of him. But I'm just saying. It's still, even if you put Yedlin and, and another, it's still, you're still looking at three of the top five right backs in, in, are basically FC Dallas guys. Oh, yeah. Without question. And, the, and, and then Che will enter the picture at some point if he does go to Bayern. And, you know, like, hey. We're, uh, we're at, my, you know. my guess is, is that the left back problem will be solved for the U.S. men's national team when FC Dallas produces a viable left back. I mean, that's the way this is going, you know. I mean, hey, John, Jonathan Gomez, he's yeah. coming, his day Jonathan. is coming soon. <laughs> yeah. And really, Ryan Hollingshead would have been a, a nice piece. I mean, I mean, you take Hollingshead over Sam Vines any day right now. I mean, Vines might turn out to be a great player, but um, he's got a transfer coming. But yeah, like. I, Kellen Costa, just you know, going back to them, you know, some fans are always going to look back at that, and I've seen some chatter, some complaining that you know, hey, we let this guy go for peanuts, uh, you know, uh, we got uh, Baji in return, some draft picks and things, and yeah, you know, it was a tough loss for a guy that was we, we saw grow up here and was really a, an exciting player to watch, but we also knew that that the team. At least what we know from FC Dallas is they're not going to sell a player just to sell a player. They're going to sell a player if the player's ready to go, if the offer's right, if the circumstances are right. And it was tough to see him go, but Kellen wanted a change of scenery. 
So how can you say no to a player that, you know, you've seen grow up, you know? I want to add to that. You know, I want to argue with these people, but it's pointless. The truth is, is Dallas has a reputation for doing what's right by its players. And that's what people are forgetting is that Kellen asked to be moved and they moved him, you know? I mean, we've seen it time and time again with, you know, Cobra and, and, uh, uh, the Bulgarian kid and, and Watson back when his, his, uh, his daughter got sick and he wanted to go out to the East coast, but never any hesitation from the team from, from moving these players as quickly as possible. And, and it's a reputation that, that, you know, people forget. It's like, they, they're like, Oh, they did a uh, Acosta bat. All they did is they had value on him. And if there were European teams interested, they didn't meet that value. And that's just being a businessman. That's just, hey, we know what the players worth to us. We're not going to just give them to you. And, of course, for the player who wants to go to Europe, that's not always going to sit well with them. And, and, and let's face it, his move had more to do with the fact he had stuff going on outside of the team that had come too much. And, and, and he was slumping on the field. You know, He knew that he needed a change and the team did right by him, and people are just constantly trying to twist that and say, oh, you guys did him wrong. That, they say the same thing about McKay. You did McKay wrong. No, that's also a false narrative right there, you know. It's, it's, but by the time they knew they wanted to sign McKay, they didn't have the kind of money that they would need to even convince him to change his mind of going to this, this kid already knew what he was worth and where he was going to go. And they needed to start signing them at a younger age. Yeah. And that's basically what changed from that is that I started signing kids 15, you know, 15 years old. So, I mean, people can always look at the things and try to paint it bad, but I can just, all we can do is roll our eyes and say that that's hindsight. You're, you're, you're painting it incorrectly. Well, it's good stuff. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to Kellen. Um, and Reggie, more uh, opportunity. And there was, by the way, a little buzz about Reggie maybe going to going to to France uh, to to the Nice. Rumor, well, the original rumor was that Bordeaux, because that's where uh, the guy that that used to own uh, LOSC. You know, he sold LOSC, and now he's an investor for Bordeaux, and he's already signed uh, Ellis from Boa Vista, and then he's also signed Mangas, who was the starting left back for Boa Vista, and he's made no bones that he's, you know, the guys that were signed by Boa Vista last season were guys that he intended to bring to LOC, so he's simply going back and getting for for Bordeaux. So the idea was he made no, no, he didn't hide it, he wants Reggie. So it was a shocker when, you know, um, was it Busio? Yeah. I think think he was just messing with him, but I don't know. (laughs) But no, but but you know what? What's interesting about that is that Ken was picking on Buzio, saying you know, calling him Venezia, hmm. and Buzio was saying, "Hey man, hey, you know that deal's not done. You know what are you doing?" And then Buzio retaliated by saying, "You know, dropping the the niece rumor." <laughs> honestly, you saw Ken's face like he had a shocked look. Like like, how do you know that? And that's why I think that's what all the fans caught on. It's like. You know, Ken is legitimately stunned there. There must be something there. 
because you got to think. That, you got to think if LOSC was looking at him and Bordeaux was looking at him, you can't help but think that the other French clubs are saying, "What are they looking?" At? Mm-hmm. And I tell you right now that 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 I know that the championship uh, Portugal clubs are interested in also in Canada. The only question really is. Is Bo Vista going to demand for too much? You know, um, one, one thing about that, not to about Canon and the whole Bo Vista thing. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that Bo Vista is under a, a transfer. They can't transfer players. So how they what they did is with Mangas and, and Ellis is they loaned them to Bordeaux with an option to buy, and so very likely. That's what's going to happen with Cannon. Is I don't think Bovista can sell him outright. So, as Dallas isn't getting that that money, wow, you know, hmm. right away. But very likely, whatever happens to Cannon is going to be a loan with an option to buy. I think. Well, exciting times to consider all that. Now let's let's shift up to some North Texas talk. Um, we, we talk about the things that are coming. Well, North Texas goes, went up to Omaha and drew Omaha at Omaha. It's a lot of Omaha. one team in USL League 1. So is that growth? Is that growth for North Texas, yeah, that Jose? That is growth. North, North Texas is just like FC Dallas. Hadn't won a, a single point on the road. And you go and, and you know, the two top teams, the three top teams in USL League 1 are – Union Omaha, Greenville Triumph, and Chattanooga. And, and you played those guys, and you beat Greenville. You got screwed out of three points against Chattanooga with that bogus red card against Benjoma that cost you basically uh, allowed Chattanooga to equalize at the death. And then, But then they went and they fell behind to Union Omaha, who were practically unbeatable at home. And North Texas, not only did they get a point, they were threatening to take all three points down the stretch. They, they looked very good. And most importantly, they did it with almost – I don't think they had a single – they might have had one. I think I think they had one uh, FC Dallas Lomi on there. And that's what's impressive about that is, is it's, wow. just, it's just the NTSC guys. So it's something to build on. It's still – they're still towards the bottom. But – you know, they, they got some. They've got games against some of the low competing teams like Tucson and North Carolina. So that run could still be there. I, I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're gonna threaten the top three guys. But I have a feeling that if North Texas gets into the playoffs, FC Dallas will gladly loan them about five or six players. So <laughs> I don't. I think. I, I, and you guys know that that Dallas wants their players to play in that kind of environment. So yeah, yeah. that's what will happen. I think if North Texas gets into the playoffs, and, and, and I think I think they will, um, they get, they'll get in as a five or six seed, maybe a fourth at best. I, if I'm a team, one of the other teams, I'd hate to see them, oh, God, we got to play North Texas, and Dallas is going to loan them five or six players. And they don't even have to do that. They, you know, four guys will so yeah, it's it was a fun weekend to be a FC Dallas and US, US fan. Yeah, it was. 
It, it was. And, and do recommend you read the piece on Big D Soccer about um, North Texas and uh, um, and some some good insight there, some good reflection, some fun questions too about the the squad and about you know some of the potential, including uh, uh, Ferry, who is uh, one of their newer signings and is doing quite well. Yeah, he's he he's like uh, for North Texas, he's kind of like Facundo has been for 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 FC Dallas. He's a guy that helps control the center um, and. and one of the reasons North Texas, I think, is looking more like, like a playoff team is because of Perry. Perry came in, and he's helped basically stabilize the attack. I mean, we, we just don't still have the attack from the last two years that were just four goals and goals and goals. But they are more consistent now. They're, they're more dangerous. They just need to get those finishes. They're still struggling to do. All right, well, let's... Let's close out our show by doing this. By uh, Drew, our, our, our faithful editor-in-chief uh, on the site, posted a great sort of walkthrough, kind of an August outlook. Um, it's going to be a busy August for FC Dallas and a crucial one if playoffs are going to be a possibility. And, of course, we know things can still go a lot of different ways uh, with, with this team. So we'll see how it goes. So Ben and Jose, here's how we'll do it. We'll go rapid well, one by one down each upcoming match. And I just want to get your sense, win, draw, or loss. You know, what, what your sense is, um, you know, for, for each fixture. So we start away this week at Seattle. A, uh, a Seattle team that is missing folks, is banged up, that has lost a couple of games at home. So there's possibility there. But still, it's Seattle. It's a tough place to play. Uh, ben and then Jose, what do, what do you think FC Dallas does on, on Wednesday? Win, loss, or draw? Draw. Uh, for me, I, I think I'll be happy with a draw, but my gut tells me that being that it's Seattle and being how chippy the games between Seattle and Dallas can get, I would not be shocked if we get a red card. And, yeah, I could see Dallas winning and then holding on for dear life for a point down the stretch. So, like I said, I think it's going to be a chippy match. Because let's face it, Seattle and Dallas, it's it's basically an underrated rivalry. Uh, when they play, they really they really get scrappy out there, and and it'll come down to who the refs, how the refs call it. You know, if the refs let them play, it could be something something a lot. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be, I, like I said, I'm hoping for a point, but I'm worried about how the refs call the match. Well, yeah, point would be great. A loss is a real possibility. I the turf is a problem, and and it's not a good game. I think to run hedges out. So, but but I'm thinking Paxton has a revenge game. Paxton has a revenge game, and goes out and uh, does something special. Two goals from Paxton. Two to one victory. All right, Austin FC at home, August seventh. Uh, we've been looking forward to this one just to put that upstart in their place, that upstart squad from South. But uh, you know, Austin still has a opportunity to mix things up. But though they have been struggling, Ben Jose, what do you think? Win, loss, or draw? Win. Hot, bitchy, hipsters from Austin are not going to be happy. 
I mean, I, I, I think anything other than a win against Austin is, is will be a huge disappointment for all of us. Uh, I, I, I'm with Ben. I don't just want to see them go out there and beat Austin. I want them to go out there and just spank them. I agree, and and if if they if there is another result, I mean, unless Austin just plays out of their mind or something, it's just a weird thing, you know. Um, but my debut, their their DP against FC Dallas. That's Dallas and one other team are in conservation. So my guess is they roll them out against FC Dallas. But their attack has been dreadful. Uh, Dallas just has to get on the on uh, get a goal out first, and I think after that, Austin will pull. Yeah, if if they do, if they you know, if it turns into a loss or even a draw, I think I think playoff hopes really start to dim. I think you know, just the the we just don't know, but margins are going to be pretty thin. You got to win your games at home. Then Sporting Kansas City on August fourteenth. Um, after yeah, after a fun one last week, uh, this will be one I think Sporting Kansas City will want to come in and get some revenge on. What do you, Ben Jose? What do you think? Win, loss, or draw? Undefeated win. That's a win for me. Yeah, it's got to be a win. Got to, got to send Kansas City packing. And and Jose, you mentioned. I think you mentioned. No, who mentioned? Someone mentioned in the comments. Maybe it was you, Ben. Uh, I saw earlier that Kansas City is going to play Leon earlier that week. Was that you, Ben? That wasn't me. I think that was. Uh, that was somebody else. All right. I think that's a man in Denver. Or Colorado, wherever sounded for you is. I think he's somewhere in Colorado. Okay. Yes. All right. Is well, that a, is that an exhibition or, or what is that? Oh, wow. oh, is that the? Yeah, that's League's Cup. The League's Cup. Yeah. Well, I don't even see the comment now. So anyway, uh, it's here somewhere. But yeah, someone's yeah, and I thought that was interesting. So we might even see a really a weak Kansas I, City. I don't think. I don't think it matters. I think Lucci has. Vermees number and, and and I'm all for it. So I think that's another three. And, and let's look at this. If Dallas can find a point against Seattle, something you're looking at a point against Seattle, possibly three against Austin, possibly three against. I mean, you're really starting to see that momentum that 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 you were hoping this team could build on. And you get young kids going, and 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 you know, young players they can play like they're invincible and that's i like to see that yeah then uh then we next have another home game august 18th against seattle seattle comes to town um and you know another a tough one a midweek game so it's always tricky those are but again it's a home game Uh, gotta win right so win loss or draw on that one uh win i mean uh you know seattle is uh you know, they think they're the, the play the kids team. Um, now that, uh, you know, they they won, you know, totally lucky against an expansion team. Um, but fact is that they're not. They're an old team playing down in the heat. Um, you know, come come play your kids. Come play your kids in Frisco. See how it works out for you, Schmetzer. Uh, you know, and, and you got to agree with Ben. It's like, you play a bunch of kids, and suddenly everybody is trying to claim they're better than FC Dallas. Come on, you know it's ridiculous. I've been arguing with Philadelphia Union fans because they're like, "Oh, you know, uh, no one does the model we do." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, 
talking about? You guys act like you're the only team that's won the Shield and 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 has won U.S. Open Cup with a bunch of homegrowns. Like Dallas did it, and I'm sure the Red Bulls did it before Dallas. You guys pretend like, and they're like, oh, someone told me that no, that was a different model that Dallas and point. I'm like, what are you talking about? Jesse Gonzalez, you know, you had you had uh, Coy Craft, yeah. I mean, you had who did you have on there? You had uh, Jesus. There was quite a few. There was like six or seven homegrowns that played, and three of them were starters. If I remember correctly, Acosta was a starter. Um, God, I can't think of his name. Uyoa. Uyoa. Yeah, Uyoa. And, and I mean, uh, uh, Aaron. Um, Place with Tampa Bay now. Gian was on that team. I mean, and I think fairly sure Dallas led the league in homegrown minutes. And if they didn't, it's because New York Red Bulls probably beat them out because it was always one or the other. Um, Yeah, Seattle, keep dreaming. All right, last two of the month, both away games. First, August 21st against Houston. Win, draw, or loss? That, that one's going to be a draw. Um, you know. I will take it. I'm going to go out and say it's a win. I think if Dallas comes out of the, the their home matches on a win streak, yeah, I think they'll go into Houston and 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 they'll they'll just it's a run. I mean, that's the only way to say it. And it could start against Seattle. If they can get a point against Seattle, I think you're seeing the beginning of a run where. Suddenly everybody's going, hey, remember all those home games you got at the end season? Yeah, look out. <laughs> and, and people will complain, like, oh, well, you know, you guys are going to sneak into the playoffs. We're starting to see a trend with Lucci where his teams start really slow, really bad, and then they pick up steam. And, and I mean, that's what we all wanted. We all wanted the hot team at the end season, not the beginning season, and that's what we're getting. And I think that's what this team is going to be. You're seeing all the pieces fall together. And I really believe that Dallas will be a team that will be playing on all cylinders come the end of the season. And, and you know, if they're playing like that, look out. They just got to get it. Look out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just picking a draw against Houston because more than half of their games have ended in a draw, regardless of opponent. So, you know, it just seems like the, it just seems like the numbers play. And that would be okay with a draw there also. Finally, against Austin at Austin, which will be a, a, a fun uh, and a big match. Um, and I know Austin will probably be up for that one. So I would lean toward a draw on that one. What do you guys think? I mean, it, just out of pure spite for Jason Benedict Arnold Poon, um, it's going to be a Dallas win. It's going to be a tough first year now that uh, Jason is a fan of another team, um, oh. which, you know, he deserves it, you know. So, sorry, Jason. Not sorry, Jason. <laughs> yeah, I. Unless unless their their new DP fixes all their offensive issues, I think you have to feel very good about Dallas coming out of there, coming out of there with one point and a real shot at three. And, and let's face it, it, if Dallas can make a statement in the state, just within the state against Houston, Austin in those matches I'll take it I'll take it you know yeah well everybody cheer you 
Well, let's leave it there. We're sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll keep working on those as we go. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're not able to listen live uh, on wherever you find your podcasts or on anchor.fm slash bigdafterdark. And also continue to follow us uh, on Big D Soccer and catch the latest news and insight that we offer up. And, uh, um, yeah, let's hope the playoffs are ahead. Let's hope uh, this streak continues, all right? Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great rest of your evening, and stay safe. All right. See you guys. Ciao, gang.